Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another drive-by episode on A Matter of Truth. I am Alex, and I am joined with me, as always, is Anthony. Hello. What's up? What's up with you, man? Oh, I don't know. It's Saturday afternoon. It's kind of balmy and warm in Maryland. Ooh. It's shockingly not humid here today. Yeah, and... It's supposed to be, yeah, it's supposed to be like 80 all weekend and sunny. And I'm preaching outside tomorrow morning, which is really interesting. I've never done it before. And I'm really hoping it's not like a billion degrees at 9 a.m. Because I'm going to wear my one of my suits and Mm -hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to sweat like 10 pounds, you know, while I'm preaching. So, dude, you got to get the Hawaiian shirt, man, for outdoor service. Come on, man. And khakis. Uh, khakis and a Hawaiian shirt. You know, yeah. I totally, totally rock it. And the scientist sandals. Yeah. <laughs> when when I worked for Best Buy years and years ago, I had a district manager that that was his get up was khakis and a long, like one of the, and he wasn't real tall or big, but he would always get the big and tall Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> and, and I mean, they would come down to almost his knees. I'm like, dude, you're like 5'8". <laughs> Untucked. It was right? untucked. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. All the time. Always. All the time. Hawaiian shirts untucked. <laughs> yeah. Now, I did go to Hawaii one time and um I, I didn't buy or wear any Hawaiian shirts there. But I could tell you if you're in Hawaii, it's like they are amazing because like if you get really good ones, they're they breathe really well and and it's really it's pretty hot and humid there, so it's like needed to have that kind of stuff. But and like you can get them at all the beach, you know, places, cities, and stuff. But the locals wear them. Oh yeah, they oh, do. Yeah. I mean, not not as like not the radical like flowers and stuff that you see people here. You know, like some of the older people wear. Yeah. Um, but uh, they'll wear like uh, I've got like some fishing gear, and some of the fishing shirts I have is made out of the same material. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll wear stuff like that, but you know, like solid colors, whites and blues and stuff like that. Yeah. It's a statement, man. Yeah. The flower shirts. It's a, it's, it's a requirement in Hawaii. It, it must be. It's gotta be for sure. I should make it, I should make it a staple of my ministry that every time you come and see me year round, I'm wearing Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> 
I'm going to replace all my polos with Hawaiian shirts now. <laughs> so for those listening, if you'd like to contribute to my Hawaiian shirt purchase fund, uh, DM me and we'll make it happen. All right. <laughs> set up a patron page for that set up a patron page for hawaiian shirts and ministry (laughs) my logo is gonna say bring back hawaiian shirts and ministry (laughs) or better yet make hawaiian shirts and ministry great again yeah you know with the hawaiian shirts you know you see the guys they they keep them kind of unbuttoned and it's like they all they all have hairy chest i I don't know what's up with that (laughs) it's super creepy you know and i'm not like a hairy person which is so like it, it just wouldn't work for me. So I oh. couldn't I couldn't do the whole unbutton thing. This conversation is going south quick. Way <laughs> south. Let's rescue that. Um, so we decided to we actually going to do this last night and uh, it didn't happen because we recorded another episode last night. So um, we are going to drop a drive by on your guys's face and get you a little bit of some matter of truth before june 15th episode launches which the, by the way is go ahead no it's you're gonna talk about the 15th real quick we got a great yeah we got a great yeah. guest yeah so <clears throat> we um had his name's david he joined us for an episode i'm not going to tell you what it's about so you're gonna have to listen but he gives us some great insight into uh his walk and uh where he came from and what he's doing now so it's a it's a great episode. I learned a ton from it last night. Yeah, same. And uh, very excited for it. So, <clears throat> without further ado, uh, we are going to. If you can hear my daughter in the background, <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, illness and why does not why does God not heal all people? Uh, so really, the drive bys are supposed to be just. You know, short 20 minute episodes to kind of whet your appetite, uh, get you a little bit of some discussion and conversation, not anything super real deep. But this particular question can be uh, very complex and very deep and can result in multiple, multiple episodes. Uh, There's been plenty of articles written. There's been shows and movies, documentaries done on it, um, books tons and tons of books written on it it's it's a complex topic but we want to just kind of really highlight just a few things because there's um, somebody had brought the question to me and it just seems like there's miss a misunderstanding around kind of the the bigger side of it and so the question kind of is you know um, how distorted is the view that god will just heal you without you having to do anything. And the question is kind of nestled underneath this idea that, oh, I have to have knee surgery. And somebody tells this person, no, you just need to pray and trust God that he'll heal that knee for you. And that's very dangerous um, to to be in that situation. Yeah, there are a lot of sects of Christianity that, um, and I I don't know denominations, but one pops into my head, but I won't say it, um, where they, they won't, they won't go see a physician, um, mm-hmm. or they do everything they can to not go to, um, to see a doctor. Are you, are you talking about the, uh, the, the essential oils moms? 
<laughs> yeah, and I mean, there's you know, there's something to be said definitely with I think essential oils and mm-hmm. and 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 that natural approach I, absolutely because God that all comes from God's creative hand and that's where things are derived from. But clearly, when it's something very very serious, especially with children and and, and adults, you know, I think there is uh, the idea that no, you don't go see a physician, don't do mm-hmm. it. You know, God right. will take care of you. You know, I mean good things come from God. God has given these physicians a mind to think, to, to help people. So, um, anyway, yeah. No, I think that's spot on. And that's kind of the, the premise to our answer, right? Is that we, we should never ignore the gifts that God has given to people. Um, in, in light of thinking that a particular plant may cure the remedy. Now, we should also understand the distinction between maybe a simple ailment and a catastrophic issue where like, uh, so case in point, um, when I was in my mid twenties, I was probably 26. I think I was playing men's softball and hear me out on this one. Uh, I slid (laughs) wrong and I tore my meniscus, right? Playing softball of all things. Right. And that was the end of your tore my meniscus. Uh, you know, I, I kept playing, um, for a little bit longer and, uh, but the whole, the whole point to it was, it was just a, it was, it was such a mess of, um, pain to be in. And, and then I actually further tore it to shreds Mm. in the off season lifting weights. So while, yeah, so while I was playing, I was playing on a semi-torn meniscus. And for those who don't know, that's a uh, tendon in your knee. And I uh, kept playing with it and it was relatively fine. I could take some aspirin and and I wouldn't have any issues. But the final blowout of it when I was lifting weights just was excruciatingly painful. And... I would wear knee braces or around the clock all day to keep my knee from, you know, becoming out of place. I would have it very structured and I would just be pumping myself full of medicine and different things to try to get, get it cured. Cause I didn't know what it was. I just, it just hurt. You just thought you tweaked it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I went and had an MRI done and they're like, Oh yeah, dude, this thing's shattered. You got to get surgery to clear it all out and repair it. And I'm like, oh, awesome. So, you know, there's some things that, you know, home remedies and and things like that won't cure just because our bodies need to have, you know, an outside force fix it. And plus, I mean, the body pain is an indicator. It's it's a it's an alert saying, hey, look at this, Mm -hmm. take care of this. This could Mm -hmm. be an issue. Um, So, yeah, you, you you seek you seek help, you seek advice from, from those that are placed here who, who are, uh, you know, that is, that is our gift. This is providential love in, in a lot of ways, you know, that he, he bestows, you know, knowledge and wisdom to, to believers and unbelievers. And, um, you know, they certain they certainly shouldn't be ignored. Um, and you shouldn't mm-hmm. ignore it saying, okay, I'm going to rub some alcohol on it and, it's going to make my torn, uh, you know, my torn knee all better. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think what kind of 
you know, what, what's the frustrating thing about all this is what we get into when we start seeing these these charismatic circles, these word of faith, these healing prophets, quote unquote, uh, these guys that come out and, you know, the Benny Hens, for instance, that come on stage. Todd White. And Clint, Todd White, yeah, the leg extenders and claim that they're really healing people. But, you know, if you actually look at the videos and it's been done on American Gospel and it's been broken down by other you know, uh, discernment ministries and, and people that, uh, you know, are taking a stance against these healers, fake healers. And they're showing that all of it's just a fluke. They're not really doing anything. You're not extending a leg. You know, it's just the way they sit you down and say, oh, your you know, left foot's one quarter of an inch longer than your right. Let's extend your right. And it's just a shifting of your hip, you know, and the way you're positioned. It's not actually extending anything. He's not making your bones grow. He's not making your muscles and your tendons grow or your veins grow. None of that is happening. And and yet we as a culture, and I, and I actually say this in my sermon tomorrow, we have become so wrapped up in he, when we hear the gospel delivered that we want some sign or wonder to or a miracle to accompany it. Yeah. That that way we can believe, right? We want something tangible that we can believe with and we don't. And, and so it's all smoke and mirrors with these guys, you know, on the stage, if you watch like Justin Peters and talk and, and how he talks about him, you know, uh, the man's a paraplegic. I mean, mm-hmm. he can't walk and has very limited use in his arms. And when he goes, when he was young, his parents took him to these and they turned him away that saying, Oh, you just need to go pray and have faith. Wait a minute. If these guys on stage are healing people, why can't they heal Justin? No, you're absolutely right. The the idea that, you know, um, you go to a faith healer, faith healer or these healing ministry types and you're going to be cured, um, you know, from them. Again, it's the emphasis becomes on them, this type of a service. Um, and, you know, you're going there to, uh, you know, to, 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 to get something out of it. Um, and I say that because I, I know I've told the story. Um, my mom was diagnosed with, uh, uh, GBM stage four brain cancer and I panicked. I mean, I couldn't believe it. She just had, uh, stopped working. And, uh, the first thing I did, um, I sought after, uh, healers and I took her to a, to a church that was a healing ministry. And it was, it was frightening. <laughs> to say the least it was um people rolling around mm-hmm. on the ground um it, it, it was super dynamic and um somebody prayed over my mom and you know prayed that you know she was going to be healed and she was that's what he said she's going to be healed um and, you know and it, it, what happens is you're putting your your faith in th- you know that that particular moment um and you get this, you get this hope and walking away from it. I was like, this is going to happen. And then when she wasn't healed, you know, I went through this, through this, uh, this time where I was, I was disappointed. I was like, was it me and how I'm currently living? Is it because I'm not really believing a true believer? I didn't have the faith. And I think that's the, that is a huge problem. It's, It's such a false sense of hope, um, that these, healers give and that's what the you know that they preach 
God wants you to be healed. You just got to believe. And what happens when you don't, you're not healed. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's quite a, um, it's, it's quite sad because what we get out of, you know, all of this is the fact that you, it's just like you said, you're putting your trust into somebody versus the words of Christ. And it's, it's unfortunate that these people, you know, are seeking out and, you know, like you said, you went through it yourself. You panic when, when somebody close to you is, you know, diagnosed with something so severe. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's soul crushing. It it absolutely is. So I understand. And, um, because I went through it, I, I get it. And, um, I wanted nothing more. And again, see, it's what I wanted. Mm -hmm. I'm not taking into consideration the word of God and what God wanted. You know, God has an appointed time for every man and woman. We don't know the hidden will of God. And clearly, especially after this past couple of weeks, his, his, his will is not what is going on around us. It is not. This is not the place that, you know, this is not our home. This is not the place we belong in this fallen world. This was not part of, part of it. And, you know, mm-hmm. man screwed up to the bottom yeah. line. And yeah. um, so, so the idea that God wants every single person healed, it just, it doesn't, it, it doesn't gel with scripture. It's not in scripture no. at all. Yep. And to, to try to use examples from like when Christ was healing and saying, well, Christ healed the sick and Christ gave sight to the blind. Yeah, you're right. He did. But you also have to understand why, why did he do that? The whole purpose is to establish the fact that he was God incarnate. Yep. He was purposed to do so. It wasn't that he just came to preach sermons. He came to, you know, heal the sick and give sight to the blind. But if you look at how he did it, it was a manner of him, you know, cultivating faith in these people. You know, he spit into mud and then placed that mud into the eyes of the, of the blind man. I mean, you don't see faith healers doing that. I mean, everything that Christ did had a sacramental purpose behind it. Christ did everything for a very particular reason. Yeah. And he did things in a way in what he communicated, communicated to them while he was healing or after he mm-hmm. healed. Yep. Was it for it to be a very private, um, private thing between the, the son of God, God himself mm-hmm. and that particular individual, um, yep. you know, in that don't speak a word of this because why? Because the focus should not be on that action, that miracle. Yep. You know? That's not what he came to do. Yes, it's part of it. It's part of what he did because he, he was, he was love. He was compassion. He had compassion. Sinners, even though those that were passion, the depth of to have compassion on sinners to heal them, knowing that they would turn him over. And I'm not saying God does not heal. Yeah. I believe it's a very private thing when you get on your hands mm-hmm. and, you, and you and you you're in scripture and you're praying. Yeah, God might heal you or heal somebody you love or something, but it's in a very private way. It's not on. It's not on a stage. It's not. Can he do it on a stage? Sure. Not normal. That's not what the apostles did. Uh, the apostles 
We're furthering the gospel. So here's kind of a, a summary, and I want to go over uh, kind of a, I just want to kind of bring it together and uh, summarize some verses to, you know, show why there is suffering. Obviously, we know that sin is in the world, and we know that this world is dying and decaying, and that's why our bodies are dying and decaying, and we have illness. We should also consider the fact that God will not heal all people because it's just not his motive. But God has given us means to be healed, and that is through the knowledge he's given doctors. We should also consider, too, that we still have the invitation to pray for those who are sick and around us. Now, contrary to what Catholics believe, this is not intercessory prayer. This is just corporate prayer. This is group praying. This is coming together in the name of Christ and pleading with God for healing. We should also be under the understanding and knowledge that God may not heal that person and it's well within his righteous judgment or will to do so. So I pulled up some, just some notes that kind of summarizes some verses around suffering and, 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 uh, and, you know, pain and things like that in the world and why. So obviously suffering is a result of mankind's sin and rebellion against God. That's pulled out of Genesis three. Mankind chose to reject God's one command. The world became corrupt by sin and humans have suffered ever since. God's chosen people suffered when they disobeyed the Mosaic Covenant in Deuteronomy 28. Talking about the Israelites. Uh, God sometimes suffers. Uh, people sometimes suffer for, from the wrong choices of other human beings, even though God uses the resulting suffering for good. Uh, reflection to Genesis 50.20. This is kind of the big thing that a lot of people don't get, um, is whenever we suffer from somebody else's poor choices or sinful nature, God can use that and often does use that to bring something good out of the situation. Mm -hmm. So we should always look at the long-term effects on that. Suffering brings faithful believers into deeper understanding and relationships with him as a reflection of Job. Suffer, uh, believers suffer because of the jealousy and hatred of certain people who reject the Christian faith from Acts 7. Believers Suffer as a testament of their faith in Hebrews 11. God allows people to suffer so they will turn to him in repentance and not perish for eternity in Luke 13. Now, remember too, suffering doesn't necessarily mean physical persecution. Suffering can be a whole range of things. It could be illness. It could be depression. It could be physical, spiritual, mental. Suffering covers a very broad uh, range of things. Christians suffer so they can become uh, conformed more closely to the character of Christ out of Romans 8 and James. Believers suffer that so they can know Christ more fully from Philippians 3 and to prepare followers for of Christ for the glory of heaven. So there's just kind of a snippet summary of some reasons why we suffer. And it's not an exhaustive list by any means. It's not a concluded list by any means, but it just helps to shed some light into the bucket of um, why we do suffer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Paul, the apostle Paul suffered in prison. The man was shipwrecked, stoned, flogged, beaten, and finally decapitated. Um, I mean, they, we crucified Jesus. We killed every one of the apostles and the early church was full of martyrs, martyrs. And we've still have them today as they go into you know, the world and uh, try to reach unreached tribes and share the gospel. They're killed for it. So suffering 
and persecution is still relevant today. And even when we encounter an illness, we should understand that we can take that to prayer. We can take it in corporate prayer and we should be doing that. However, we should also understand that it is God's will to either heal or not. Yeah. And additionally, I think that um, we have to know that, again, God bestowed wisdom, knowledge. The, there are men and women who, who are doctors, who are physicians, who, who were put here to do to do good, help people. And I mean, and clearly you see that. I mean, Colossians 4.14 mentions Luke, the beloved physician. I mean, right mm-hmm. there, you know, and Genesis uh, 52, uh, Joseph commanded his servants, uh, the physicians to embalm the, uh, his father. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's mention of physicians throughout scripture. So the idea that, well, you know, we shouldn't see a, a physician, it, you know, that there's no basis in scripture. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. you, you lack faith if you're going to see your doctor because, you know, you jammed up your knee or, or you have a, other physical ailments that, you know, that that's not naturally healing. You yeah. Know? So, yep. I mean, and I think that's OK to to I'll close out with this. My portion, I think it's OK to try different things I, again i think you know the essential oils and used properly not you know in this new age way um there is a benefit to you know like throat spray that's made up of natural oils or you know using tea tree oil for x or y you know this those are just practical uses of those types of things and that's why god put these types of things on earth but mm-hmm. not to then in turn, create a religion or a practice that, um, that points to, you know, man centered and this new age stuff. And, right. And I also would be, you know, I would say whatever you're, you know, if, if it's a simple illness, home remedies are probably much more recommended, you know, drinking lots of water, you know, maybe a hot honey tea, to help soothe the throat, things like that versus going and getting, you know, uh, a bunch of, you know, lab to get thrown together medicines and stuff. There's this fire cider, fire cider vinegar that actually I'll take a shot of it every morning and same with my wife. And it's just good. It's good. Mm-hmm. Apparently it's good for your, you know, your stomach and things like that. And it helps apparently, you know, with, it's like echinacea or something, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not worshiping it. I'm not like, Ooh, I'm going to get into new age or this or that or the other. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's a practical use and it's, you know, natural. There's nothing wrong yeah. with that. And and it's okay to, to do stuff like that, but make sure that, you know, if you have an ailment, don't ignore it yeah. thinking that it's just, that guy's just going to heal you. Or if you have a sickness, you know, especially with this whole COVID scare going on, you know, don't just go around thinking that you, one, you're not going to get it or two, that you're going to instantly be healed because of it. But, you know, take, take your precautions. Obviously I have my own beliefs on the masks and stuff like that, but take your precautions, wash your hands. And if you do get it take you know, get rest and, and seek, you know, professional advice around getting healed. And I think that's with any illness. It's common sense. And you know, the reality, um, we live in a fallen world. It's a simple mm-hmm. fallen world. And, um, in, in part of that is unfortunately it's, um, sicknesses and illnesses. Um, and there's no, there's no getting out of that, uh, yep. any way you slice it, you know? Yep. And the other reality is death is a natural and, 
normal part of life and one that many Christians, for whatever reason, seem to shudder and fear and saying they don't want to, you know, obviously the reality is nobody wants to die because we don't know what's on the other side. But and for the Christian, we have this promise that Christ will resurrect us and that we will spend eternity with him. We're the only religion in the world that has such a promise. And we're the only religion in the world that should never fear death. Now there's, you know, uh, cultures and stuff that worship death and, you know, welcome it and, you know, and celebrate it. And it seems like, especially modern times, Christians fear it because we worship ourselves more than we do Christ. And so when we kind of boil this all down, we should just start to understand that we are a part of a dying and decaying world. Our bodies are doing that as well. And, you know, to help prolong it, we should just stay healthy, active, you know, and and when we do encounter issues, seek professional advice. And I think that's it. You know, I I think we just need to be, have some common sense around, around this. And, and, And it boils down to if it's God's will to heal you in an illness or, um, an ailment or something like that, then you'll be healed. But don't, you know, we can't get angry or selfish if God chooses not to. And so that is the drive-by episode. I think Anthony's gone. I think I lost him. So I'm going to finish this out. We're going to do some editing because we had some sound issues that peaked in here every so often. So if you do happen to catch something, I do apologize. Uh, Anthony's gerbil must have uh, gotten off to use the bathroom. And uh, so we will catch you all later. God bless. Love you all. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.